Way to go, Dr. Light. Just, just gonna call up the fourth armor. Nice. Alright, I'm recording, by the way. Are you recording? Always has been. <laughs> I'm ready. Just give me the signal, boss. Okay. Three. Two. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Charge Shot Gamescast. I am your host, Ben, aka the Marvelous Iggy, and joining us is Chief Dreadologist, Justin. We got a new trailer and it's hype and I forgot to add it to the news. One second. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't because I heard it was spoilerific, so let's oh, that's just true. mention yeah, that. Yeah, I can talk about and it, that's true. That's, yeah, let's just mention that because I don't, I, didn't, I luckily didn't see anything, um... <sighs> Outside of like maybe some words that I can forget, I was gonna avoid uh, it, and then I watched it twice instead. Why? <laughs> okay, whatever. This, this, you, you do you, boo. And joining us uh, is Chief. What did I call you earlier this today, Tyler? Chief, Chief of Blood, uh, the Chief Hematologist. Um, I think it was. Uh, hematologist, Chief Hematologist, Tyler. If you want to know why I call Tyler a Chief Hematologist, go listen to the latest episode of Cinema Shot, which will. Okay, it won't be out yet by the time this is out, but go listen to that when it's out to understand the reference. I'm trying to build interconnecting tissue here, okay? Chief hematologist is referring to Teen Titans, the Judas Contract. All right. We are the Charge Shot Gamescast. We are a video game podcast dedicated to the news and game and the games we've been playing. That's that. I've been saying that wrong for like a month now, and then he bothered to correct me. I mean, so. In my defense, I don't listen to let's this. Let's kick show. it off. Let's kick it off to Justin, who just doesn't give a damn about the show, uh, which is why I took over. Um, the implication was that even though I'm, Justin, I'm in it, I'm not actually listening right now. Not that, not exactly. just that I like just, don't li- you know listen to the show on podcasts. I just wanted to make that clear. Exactly. Um, what crappy emulated Metro experience are you playing this wow. week? I'm just calling you out right now. I'm just doing it. I choose violence this morning, this evening. All right. Um, I mean, the bad part is like you're right. I, I see. It's like I, it's like I know, I know you. It's like I know you. Also, Discord tells me what you're playing, so I just I use that as. Feedback. But it always just shows the emulator. It doesn't say the game. Uh, I, I, you're gonna either play a Zelda or a Metroid. You're not. You don't. You're not gonna. I know he you're not gonna be experiment. playing Bubsy. He's not going to play Bubsy. He doesn't hate him. Okay, that's that not much. totally true because recently I was playing through, like, as far as emulation, I mean, I was playing through Persona 3 Portable as well as a slew of other um, Game Boy Advance games. Uh huh. But because I'm still working towards my Metroid Retrospective video, I mostly, with my limited game time this past week, was playing Super Metroid. Um, replaying Super Metroid, I should say. And part of that was because I got, like, a good halfway through, like, up to the, um, the Fantoon fight on the wrecked ship, uh, while recording the game. Like, I had a really solid run, like, was, was actually 
make doing some really cool sequence breaking where I didn't have to like you know backtrack as much. Um, I was actually nailing the order I wanted to get things rather than the order the game tells you to. And got to the Fantoon fight, um, ran out of storage on my drive, and so that entire like two hour recording was trash. Um, and it was two hours because I was like recording like some intro stuff and all that too. It, that wasn't how long I was running the game so far. It, I think the actual runtime was like just over an hour or something like that at that point. Um, way better than my actual run, I'll say that. Um, but yeah, so that was a bummer, but also, like, I kind of learned some tricks and stuff and wasted a lot of time trying to do a mock ball correctly. So I thought, eh, not a big deal. I'll start over, you know, record it again and try to do even better the second time. Um, so I went back through again. I did not do better. Uh, I got lost a few times thinking, like, you know, I just played. I'm like, oh, I know where to go. And I'm like, wait, no, I don't have that item yet. I did things out of order. Um, and I still screwed around and tried to, like, uh, unsuccessfully do the mock ball again. I get... For people that, like, are super into Super Metroid, you'll appreciate this. Anyone else, just give me a second to indulge myself. Um, I can successfully do the mock ball uh, on the way to the ice beam. But I can't do it in Green Brinstar to get Super Missiles early. I don't know what the difference is, but that one just trips me up. The difference is your skill level. But it's the same move. That's the thing. I don't know what I'm doing differently. Mm-hmm. But skill I don't know. Um, so it's not that big of a deal to get the Super Missiles late. Um, basically, the main thing that happens like if you can... Uh, get them early as you can skip that unnecessary spore spawn boss which is kind of time consuming but like from a completionist standpoint I'm not really concerned with the time I'm just concerned with like optimal route so it's not that big a deal to fight him but yeah so I still really love the game Um, and much to Ben's chagrin I actually like I beat it you know one and a half times and um then immediately downloaded some like randomizers uh, because I like I learned some new tricks and stuff and I want to put those to use like in a more challenging way um, because usually with randomizers and stuff I get locked because I like I just don't know where everything is so like you know it's very possible it's almost as if the items are random no I mean in the regular game like I've never gotten a hundred percent. So, like, usually with randomizers, you want to know where all of the items are located so that when you're routing, like, to try to find the randomized items, you know, you can get everything. Um, because the one item you might not know where it is, maybe that's, like, the high jump boots or something. And then you're screwed because you need that for a lot of things. But anyway, um, I got a 91% completion on this run, which is really good for me. So I just kind of wanted to jump into a randomizer to see, um, for one, if I can find anything else that I didn't know about, but also, like, to see if I can put those new tricks to use, uh, to actually, like, complete a randomizer for once. You know, at least get, like, uh, key items. Like, I could probably do without the, uh, x-ray visor and the grapple beam. Um, I've gotten pretty good at, like, the one-sided, uh, wall jumps and, like, clever speed boost sections where you can kind of escape anything that needs the grapple beam. Um, 
but yeah, I th- I think I could beat it with like minimal missiles and health and stuff. It's just making sure I know enough of where everything is to actually find all of the key items. Um. So yeah, I'm on I'm on my bullshit again. I'm sorry. Um. But you know, Super Metroid is is uh is a guilty pleasure of mine, and it, it's so quick. Like, oh yeah. I mean, you know, failing to to get my recording done and then starting over like still total time i spent was like four and a half hours i mean oh, yeah. it's nothing it's especially yeah i mean that that helps because we know what we're doing yeah exactly now. but it's just it's a quick fun run oh yeah and especially when you maximize the uh the route because you can basically get a whole stretch where you can get uh ice beam wave beam Speed boost, super missiles, and power bombs all out of order in a row. Uh, if you take the right route. Um, whereas normally you'd be going like up and down Brinstar and Norfair like five times in a row, getting those things in order. Uh, and so like just being able to route that, you know, with a few easy tricks speeds the game up so much and makes it way less tedious. Where, like, it honestly feels like the right way to do it. <laughs> and the game is just like, well, I mean, you can do it the hard way, or you can just learn a few tricks and, you know, do it the way we intended. Um, I have, like, tiny horses upstairs. Jeez. <laughs> I can just hear... Anyway... Uh, my, I clearly did a really good job soundproofing my studio. The actual problem is I just don't ever close the door. Uh, but yeah, so I've been doing a lot of Super Metroid. And then I also beat, um, friggin' Metroid and Zelda. I hate you. Um. I, I told you! <laughs> I beat I... Phantom Hourglass. Um, it was still not good. I think I mentioned that I fought the final boss and everything. Um, and yeah. started up Spirit Tracks. I'm I'm not like I'm not liking it as much as I did the first time I played it. Uh, it's still better than Phantom Hourglass, but I'm having some more complaints with like the the train tracks, for example, than I did before. Um, because at a certain point, you start getting like chased by these like kind of phantom trains that follow the same tracks as you, and you can set your route from one location to the next. But if you're on a route with phantom trains. They will basically, like, just last-minute detour to turn onto your track and chase after you. And if you're already, like, well on your way down that path, and they suddenly change directions from where you didn't think they were going to switch, and then they do, like, you're going to get hit because they're faster than you. And that can get really annoying when, like, you try every route through there, and every single time you get caught by a train, and it drops you back at the place you started, so you have to take this, uh, you know, take the route again... And, like, with Phantom Hourglass, at least after a while, there was a pretty easy, um, uh, like, teleport system from basically anywhere. Whereas this has, like, uh, portal gates that you can access that basically link to each other. Um, And those are in set locations, and they teleport you to set locations. So the actual, like, kind of fast travel element isn't done as well in this game. Um, but the dungeons are still really good. 
Um, and like the way they did the kind of central tower concept where you basically just like, you can go back through the old ones if you want, when you get newer items to get more of like the optional stuff. But as far as like progress, you just have to go up another staircase to get to the next section of the tower rather than redo all the floors you just did last time. Um, and that that's huge because they can also make each floor like completely unique of each other. Like I just had one that was in basically total darkness um, and you have to go around with the boomerang and like uh, connect like a torch to an unlit torch to create a light path for you. Um, and then eventually your like your ghost companion is able to um, uh, like control one of the um, phantom knight people that has like a flame sword on them so that you have like kind of a torch with you at all times. Um, and so you can like set their path across to light a torch for you and that kind of thing. Um, so like the way that each section of the tower is drastically different and actually utilizes the new items you've just gotten is really nice. Whereas before you just kind of like, sometimes there would be a, an element that lets you like skip, uh, most of a floor because you have an item that you didn't have before. So you can access like a shortcut or whatever, but you still pretty much have to do the entirety of that floor again, like any puzzles and stuff. Um, so yeah, the game's really cool. Also, there was like a super awesome like ice dungeon uh, where you get the boomerang. And it has some really clever uses of the boomerang where you use it to both transfer ice and fire. So like there might be a water pit in front of you and you have to use your boomerang to create a path from like the ice torch across the water to create like ice platforms for yourself and the shape to get across. Um, or like, you know, you might have to combine... Um, fire torches and ice torches together to create a pattern. So, like, these torches you have to hit with fire, these torches you have to hit with ice, but you have to do it in the right order. Um, and then the whole kind of central concept of the dungeon is um, bringing these, like, different sized bells to a central location so that you can use the boomerang to kind of ding out a melody uh, using the you know, the different tone from each size bell uh, to in in the right order. And I don't know, it was, it was just really cool the way you have to, like, create ice paths to slide the the bell across the water, like, you know, with the, with the sliding puzzle ice physics. Um, and then, like, hit them in the right order after you've burned the snow floor using the boomerang to find the actual, like, order of notes you're supposed to hit. And there's it was, like, more clever uses for the boomerang than I've seen in pretty much any other game. Um, and it was a great dungeon. Uh, the boss was just okay. It was kind of a, like, a twin Rova-style thing. We have to hit the ice one with fire and the fire one with ice. But a little clunkier. Um, but it didn't, it didn't, uh, make the rest, the rest of the dungeon any less cool. But, yeah. Ha. Huh. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, that is most of it. Um, I tried to do a little bit more of the Mega Man X Dive game, um, but I looked in the settings for controller support, and it says it's in there, but you can't actually, like, activate a controller yet. It's just, like, kind of a dummy option until they get that feature added. So I'm kind of just not playing it until 
I could actually use a controller on it because I feel like that would make it more fun. Um, but yeah, like that that is pretty much what I've been playing. I was trying to think of something that wasn't Metroid or Zelda. Um, I, I played some board games over the weekend <laughs> with my friends. Um, there was actually a really cool, cool. like Ghostbusters game we played. Uh, where, like, each player is one of the Ghostbusters, and they each have, like, kind of unique skills that, you know, pair well with each Which other. one were you? Um, I was Egon. Of course you were. <laughs> Rude. Don't cross the streams. Um, and kind of the goal is to, like, capture ghosts and deposit them in the Ecto-1. Um, and then close the portals that are causing them to come out. But, like, each scenario you play, like, uh, you have to arrange the you know, the landscape tiles in different ways and put ghosts in certain spots. And then they each have their kind of own like portal based objective where one might just be, you know, hit the portal so many times with the, um, with the proto pack and it closes and then you're good. Or it might be like, you have to deposit a certain kind of ghost into the portal rather than the Ecto one. Um, in order to like banish it back, you know, through the through the other side of the portal, and then you win. Or like we had a boss fight, boss fight against Slimer, where he's kind of like he's collecting slime tokens to get stronger while you're trying to close the portals that you know are making more ghosts come out. And like, I don't know, it's it's kind of a hard one to explain, but it was actually really cool. And we ended up playing like three scenarios to get to max level, and then fight Slimer and. Admittedly lost because it's actually really hard. Um, but it's a it's a basic D six type game where um, you get experience for capturing ghosts, and those experience points go towards your level. And every level you get a new skill that like benefits you in some way. Um, like I basically had something where if I roll, uh, like if if I if I don't roll high enough to capture the ghost, I can re-roll once, type thing. Um, to make me more likely to be able to catch the ghosts. So I was focusing mostly on attack, whereas others might have been focusing more on, like, you know, defending from the ghost attacks because they can help their companions, like, heal up after a ghost attack or whatever. Um, yeah, I definitely recommend it. I, I, I think there's a game based on the first movie and then, like, an expansion, kind of, of that game based on the second movie with, like, new scenarios and, um ghost pawns and things like that um there was also a giant stay puffed figure but uh we read that scenario and it was insane so yeah we never would have been able to get there <laughs> um but it's it's, it's kind of like D with more steps but it's a little more structured for people that you know don't have like the imagination sphere to uh to play D. &D. um there's only like so many things you can do per round and that kind of thing um, and then I played some fun, uh, inappropriate drinking games that I won't get into because, um, that was a rough night. <laughs> We're in our thirties. We shouldn't be doing this anymore. No, no, but yeah, I think that's okay. about it. Uh, okay. Wake up, Tyler. Wake up, wake up, wake up. I wasn't asleep. Fucking. We can't tell. What, what was that? What's that? What's that fucking movie where he's dead? Fuck, it's on Weekend top of my Bernie's. tongue. Weekend at Weekend Bernie's! Weekend at Bernie's, too. Looking at Weekend at Bernie's. For those of you who don't know, this is also a streamed live show every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Night at Twitch.tv. Zero score. You can see Tyler 
full on looking like he's a young weekend at Bernie's. All right, uh, but I'm guessing <laughs> yes. it's more the, so the because titular of, character of weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> exactly. Yes, that's what um, it says on his business card. Yeah. Weekend at weekend at Bernie's. At Bernie's. My my excuse me. My dad was uh, Bernie's. I'm I'm weekend, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. The weekend. Okay, uh, but I know you're looking like that because a certain Travis came back uh, this past Friday. Um, what are your thoughts so far on No More Heroes Thress? Uh, so yeah, uh, as Ben has insinuated, uh, for those of you who are listening to the audio version of this, which is the superior version, I might add. Wow. Uh, I am wow. dressed like Travis Touchdown because No More Heroes has just dropped, and uh, I've honestly played a little bit of it. Uh, I haven't had a lot of gaming time this week, honestly, because of uh, work and other things. So uh, my gaming thing is probably going to be a bit light this week. So. Uh, I guess I'll go over uh, my general thoughts on No More Heroes 3. I'm going to skip over most of the plot stuff because the game is still relatively new and I don't want to spoil the game for anyone that wants to jump in. So, basically the whole gist of the game is aliens are attacking. Uh, They're invading Earth and uh, they're the new top 10 ranked assassins for you to fight against. And in the intro stage, uh, Travis painstakingly enters the the ranking fights while fighting off that uh, number 10 alien. I think his name is uh, Mr. Black Hole. And uh, using his uh, new robot mech, which is a new game mechanic, um, he goes to charge in to fight the aliens all by himself. And, uh, yeah, uh, it's it's pretty kooky. Uh, definitely what I expect from a Suda51 uh, game. Uh, this is actually uh, the first game that he's uh, directed in about 10 years like it's been ever since uh i believe no more heroes one where he actually directed a game whereas in the sequel uh he had minimal influence just being like an executive director or whatever so that would probably explain why it isn't as kooky as the first game or why any other grasshopper titles haven't really captured the lightning in a bottle of no more heroes one or killer seven or whatever but that's neither here or there uh, main gameplay stuff. You still attack using your beam katana and uh, wrestling moves. You still got uh, DDPs and uh, suplexes. Uh, Travis has a new toy to play with called the Death Glove, where uh, basically he has a little uh, NES controller power glove on his uh, left hand, and uh, it lets him access uh, new special moves. Uh, the first one that you have by default is a flying drop kick, which has cooldown. Uh, after you use it, uh, it homes in on the enemy that you're locked onto, so it's pretty good for closing distance. Uh, That's neat. And uh, it has a cooldown. Uh, think of it like the arts in uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, I would say. Uh, yeah, going through uh, the first few fights, I was wondering, uh, there are three other uh, uh, Death Glove slots here. Uh, what am I going to get those? Then I fought a boss, and he just gave him, uh, the rest of them uh right to me. And I was like, okay, sure, hmm. that's fun. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, there's another new mechanic that they added in. Uh, if you're familiar with No More Heroes 1 and 2, uh, when you do killing moves on enemies, uh, it gives you a prompt to, like, slash up, down, or any other direction, and uh, it gives you a roulette wheel, and if you match all three slots, it gives you, like, a different power-up. Uh, if you get all sevens in this game, 
it lets you uh, transform into uh, Travis's new robot armor mech, which is pretty much a screen-clearing nuke attack that pretty much shoots missiles at everyone. And it's pretty cool. I've gotten it a few times because the matching mechanic in this game compared to the other two is a lot more generous. I've gotten a whole bunch more matches in the few fights I had in No More Heroes 3 compared to, like, my entire playthrough of 1, where I've gotten, like, the few strawberry on the shortcakes. Uh, that's what he calls his moves, by the way. He names all his super moves after uh, anime girls. But, you know, it's whatever. Uh, but there is a reason that uh, the matching thing is more generous, because two of them just give you money. They don't give you, like, power-ups for the fight at all, which is kind of lame, but, you know, you could take all the money that you can get, because... Money is a lot more important in this game than it was in No More Heroes 2. Or or 1, if uh, you can go that far. So, they brought back uh, the mechanic where uh, you have to work odd jobs and uh, do assassination missions to get money to pay f to get into the ranking fights. Which was not a thing in No More Heroes 2. Uh, you could just jump in uh, whenever you wanted and just uh, upgrade your shit in between. In this one, uh, paying for the rank matches isn't enough anymore. You also have to do, like, these tiny little preliminary matches where you fight against oh. kind of uh, unique uh, enemy variants. They're pretty much stronger than uh, the regular fodder that you'll fight against. Uh, some of them are actually pretty cool. Uh, I actually do enjoy a uh, majority of these little mini-boss fights, I guess. Uh, for all intents and purposes. Uh, they're all aliens. You barely fight any human dudes in this game. I've only fought one so far, but I'm pretty sure that might be spoiler territory. Uh, what else is new? They also brought back the uh, open world from No More Heroes 1, but they kind of expanded on it a little bit. Uh, you don't just explore uh, Santa Destroy anymore. It has like a few more... Uh, open hubs that you can explore uh, doing side missions in. Um, there's an open desert uh, that you can explore. There's a little suburban area that uh, you can talk to NPCs uh, in. Um, they added in a few more uh, odd jobs as well. Like, there's one where you're picking up garbage in a creek, and it lets you pretty much suplex alligators, which is the hypest shit ever. Uh, there's one where you have to unclog shitty toilets, and uh, you can use them as save points after uh, doing the fact. And, of course, they had to mosaic it, it out because it's just something that you can't show in a video game, I imagine. Kind of like the Link's <laughs> cooking in uh, Breath of the Wild, if, if it's shitty enough. Uh, what else was there? Uh, I think that's about everything that I've uncovered so far. Uh, the, the rank fights that I've uh, fought are pretty interesting. They're also really tough, too. Like... Uh, I actually died a few times to some of these bosses. And mm. uh, the cool thing about No More Heroes 3, when you lose all your health, it let it says, you dead, with a question mark. And if you retry... You yeah, <laughs> you dead. But it, it lets you uh, spin a roulette wheel that shows uh, various characters uh, in the game. Like, uh, if, uh, you, if you land on Travis's cat, Gene, it lets you uh, retry the match right away with full health. But if you land on someone else, like uh, Sylvia, for example, it restarts the match, but your max attack is a little stronger. And uh, you don't huh. want... 
And you don't want to land on uh, Fu, the main antagonist of the game, because it pretty much starts you off with zero Beam Katana energy. And that's another thing. Uh, beam Katana energy, uh, when you land hits, drains way faster in this game. Like, in the first two games, it's not really that much of an issue, um, except if you're, like, blocking, like, really strong attacks from, like, Holly Summers or something. But every time you uh, do damage on an enemy, it drains a considerable amount of Beam Katana energy. And you find yourself waggling your Beam Katana way more in this game compared to the other two. But the good news is, you can walk while charging your Beam Katana now, so that's cool. Um... That's actually a really big change, honestly, because you can kind of avoid attacks while charging up your shit. And that's neat. I do appreciate that. Um, I don't think graphically it's as striking as 1 and 2. Uh, they used a sort of cell shading kind of thing in the first two games, which kind of made the graphics pop, especially when there's like blood on the screen. In this one, uh, they lean towards the more unreal side of things. Um, it looks a bit more realistic, but it looks a bit more muddied, and I don't know. It, it just doesn't look as visually striking. And the game does stutter a bit. It does have the usual grasshopper jank, which is part of the company brand, I guess. But that's just a part of their charm, I guess. You can't have a game like this without jank, guys, I guess. But yeah, I'm enjoying No More Heroes 3 so far. I've also played a little bit of Hades. Um, just got started on that because... I had nothing else to play until uh, No More Heroes 3 came out. And, uh, yeah, I'm having a good time with that as well. Uh, I've pretty much uh, gone through, like, seven attempts so far. And uh, the highest i gotten up to is uh, the Hydra boss in the second world. Um, mm. And um, Megara and I are pretty much neck and neck in wins and losses at this point. And, uh -huh. uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. What a cool humble brag! Awesome. I hope the keep keep going with Hades, man. It gets trust me, it gets even it gets harder, but it gets so much better when you unlock yep. more shit. Um, all right. So, uh, what did I play this week? Uh, I went old school, and don't laugh at me for playing this game, but I've had it forever, and I don't know why I wanted to turn it on this week, but I did. Uh, I and funny enough, it's it's the same people who made Bas who made uh, Hades. It's Bastion. Mm. I I've had it on PC for a long time. I think I got it for like a buck or something. And I've had it on Switch for like a year and a half, and I just never played it. And I'm really digging it so far. Uh, and it's funny now that I've, Hades was technically the first super giant game that I've beaten. I have Transistor as well. They made a third game, but I don't hear about that one as much. Um, out like between Hades and, and Transistor, or maybe it was before Transistor. I thought um, it was Bastion, Transistor, uh, and but, then Hades. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's another game in there. Tyler, can you do some research for me, please? Doing it now. Uh, so, um, yeah, it's it's so far very fun. Obviously, you can see the roots of what would become 80s later on. But it looks really pretty, especially on the Switch. I've only pretty much played it in handheld mode. Um, and that nice, beautiful, like, crisp uh, It's Pyre. Visuals. Pyre! Oh, I knew there was I another about game. That game. Uh, you don't hear anybody talk about that one. It, it uh, was really on popular, either, so like, like, the year it came out, and then it just kind of disappeared. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious to try that one. Um, but for some reason, they never ported it. Like, all their Hades, uh, whatever, that's besides the point. Um, either way. Uh, and I like it so far. Uh, it's it's just, it feels definitely feels slow uh, at first because the main character, the kid, 
Uh, he his default uh, walk cycle is is pretty slow, but he, luckily his dash doesn't have a cooldown or his roll doesn't have a cooldown, so it feels pretty good to do that. Um, I, it looks like it's gonna be customizable as upgrades. I just and I kind of like the its presentation how like you kind of see like underneath and destroyed figure uh, destroyed like area kind of gives you again the sense, and then like your arenas, your stages are basically. Um, uh, falling platforms. It's a, it's a really unique visual. I don't know why it's taking me this long to play it. Uh, I really shouldn't be playing. I should be trying to get through Blast Master Zero Three, but I just wanted to play something different, and it was on my Switch already. So fuck it. Uh, not much to say. I've, I've only done a couple of stages. Uh, they're not too long. I don't think this is a super long game, uh, but it's uh, I, I love it. So. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. All published by Warner Brother Games, which threw me off. I'm like, oh okay, yeah. Like um, now that now that they're publishing their own shit. Um, God help me if fucking Hades was published by Warner Brothers. They would have tried to milk the fuck out of that game. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't have much to report on that one other than I'm sorry that I'm really late to the party with it. But, um, I'm probably going to jump right into the transistor after I beat Bastion. So look forward to that. Uh, besides that, um, uh, and this is kind of talking about the news a little bit. Uh, but Thomas and I played Monster Hunter. This is the first time I played Monster Hunter in over two months. Uh, just because it hasn't really been new quests, you know, stuff like that. Uh, but that's because Akuma got layered armor in in, in, uh, in it, and so uh, we played it. We we try, I streamed it. So on my new stream day, which is Saturdays, uh, and um, <laughs> number one cool thing I didn't expect because I play it off my capture device, so I have the volume low, so my 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 um, my uh, microphone doesn't pick it up, but. Um, when you play it, you, you have to def- you have to fight this Rajang uh, to defeat him. Um, and uh, first off, before I get into that, we got the Okami skin, which is a super easy mission to do. And Okami looks Amaterasu looks so good in the in this engine. And uh, it, like I was, like you can change Ami's colors, so um, and all that good stuff. It was, it's super easy. So if you have Monster Hunter, just upload it. But Akuma's a little bit harder, so. Um, you have to hunt a Rajang. It doesn't specify a specific Rajang. You just have to hunt a Rajang. And uh, Thomas and I are kind of going through our routine and finding out what's going on. And we notice there are two Rajangs on the map. I'm like, hmm, I wonder what's that about? And there's one Rajang that we ran into that's smaller, about the same size as you would normally meet. Then I noticed we, uh, like maybe about maybe 15, 20 minutes, maybe half an hour into, into it, or uh, into that particular session. We noticed that one Rajang was not moving in the spot, and we realized it was at the top of the of the of the shrine ruins area, where in the trailer you can see Akuma like practicing. That Rajang is basically Shin Rajang uh, to to put into, to all his purposes. He hits way harder. Uh, so the gimmick with Rajang is that he transforms into like this golden. Uh, ape form, so we Dragon Ball Nut fans, Uzuru. He transforms into like that, and he gets stronger, he gets faster, he can shoot a beam of like electrical energy at you. He's dumb annoying, and he's even worse in this one. He, he oh my god, the damage he does is ridiculous if you fight this Rajang. Um, it's like, oh my god. And here's another tip they added to this version of Rajang. He can do air fireballs like Akuma. Like, me and Thomas <gasps> were both f- flipping the fuck out. I'm like, what? 
But he would kill us in like one or two hits. He hits that fucking hard. And I was like, well, maybe our armor level is not that great. Then I watched Max do a highlight video of it. Like, no. And I know his armor is like maxed out like crazy. No. That thing just fucking hurts. He just hurts. Um, The good news is, though... um, if you play, if you if you just hunt the other Rajang, if you just want the Akuma armor, you don't want to be a tryhard, or not necessarily a tryhard, but you don't want to. It's agonizing. I like we got. A, I, I won't lie. I got a little frustrated fighting that doing that fight. Um, if you don't want to deal with that, just kill the other one and get the Akuma. You just need to get like one piece, of, like one, like because later armor works that you get to cover. Get normally get all pieces. In this instance, you just have to get one piece and you're pretty much like a kuma uh and uh the the kunai become i haven't done it yet but the kunai becomes his godoken and then you can do it in the air uh in order to do some of his special moves you have to equip the sword and the shield to do them so that's how you do the uh, uh his version of the whirlwind kick and stuff like that but it's it's such a cool character and also when you do the akuma mission uh it plays his uh character theme from street fighter 5 because i was like I couldn't hear it at first, but Tom was like, this isn't Monster Hunter music. And then I noticed, I'm like, I've heard this music before. And it's, oh my god, it's Akuma's music. So, like, that's, it's a really, really good put together, like, collaboration that they did. Like, I I feel like when I looked, I went, I went and looked back to see what you did with Ryu and what you got Ryu. Like, yeah, you can throw fireballs, but you can do uppercuts, you can do Tatsumasu Bukyakus, you can do his, his, you can do so much. The only thing you can't do, I don't think you can do Raging Demons, but, God, I think that'd be too OP to yeah. Raging Demon Having Arachalos. something that can one-shot monsters would probably be broken as shit. But it's it's a cool event, and he looks great. Um, and you can change the color of his gi and everything. Uh, so, yeah, if, you, if you're a monster Hunter player and maybe you'd lap stuff, go do the uh, Akuma event. Uh, it, it's pretty great. Hopefully Capcom has something big coming uh, soon for Monster Hunter. Um, so, besides that, the only other thing I really want to talk about that I just played today, I meant to play it last week, but I didn't, it just didn't have, wasn't ready for it, but, uh, I played the, 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 possibly the first Adventure Click game I've played since Sam and Max in, like, the late 90s, I played 12 Minutes, um, it's on Xbox Game Pass, I think it's pretty much everywhere, but that's how I played it, because I don't know if I would buy a game like this regularly, but I kept hearing about this game so much, I was like, well, let me just try it. Because it's only 12 minutes per session, and it, I, I both, I don't hate this game, but I'm conflicted about this game. I think it's really well done. Um, I do think, though, it kind of hinders into the point of, like, why I don't like my point-and-click adventure, why I don't like point-and-click adventure games in general. It's a lot of figuring out what you have to do with like not necessarily random stuff i don't believe it's so far what i've done at least to get like to advance some story stuff it doesn't feel random although i'm pretty sure to get some other obscure ending you're gonna have to do like wait I, why would i do that um thomas helped me out with giving me a hint and then after a while and i i and he kind of said that like the game should give a hit system i think the game does give you a hint system you just have to pay very close attention so I'll, um i'll go ahead and tell you one um right now pay attention to the light switch the characters are going to bring it up pay attention to it and uh f- just fuck with shit just to me the goal uh to me what i after a while i was like well this is kind of frustrating um until thomas told me one thing that and i won't say it here because i don't want to spoil anything for you and i think it's kind of bs where they hide it but look 
like it's I guess it's a center point and click adventure kind of mindset. Look everywhere. Um, move your cursor. I played this with just my mouse. I didn't use my controller or anything because I felt like it would be a better experience. I think I was right because uh, you literally just you don't need a keyboard. You just use your mouse and you move your character. Um, narrative wise, like it, it's so crazy how it goes from zero to sixty. It's insane. And right now where I'm at in the game with it, um, it's like I don't know how to progress and it's driving me insane. But I want to keep going in there to figure out, okay, what do I need to do next to to start it? What exactly do I need to do to um, continue it? Uh, It's really compelling. And I think that's where I'm accepting of the fact that it it doesn't really explain itself that well, which is in the nature of point and click. You're supposed to figure it out. Um, but like once, uh, once I figured out what to do with a certain thing, shit started clicking. It's like, okay, what if I did this? Unfortunately, my mind got a little overloaded and I had to narrow myself down. Like, okay, focus on this path first. This works. We'll experiment it once we figure this out. But I can I like that a lot. Um, but the voice acting is really good. I think it's like, actually, I think I recognize Will Default. I think it's said Daisy Ridley was the female yeah. character, but I I didn't recognize her at all, and I think that's because I'm mostly here. I've mostly I've only seen her as Ray from Star Wars, where she has the the, the British accent. Um, is she actually British? I don't even yeah. know. Is she British? I think she is. Um, yeah, she's British. Okay, I, I don't I don't know, but she has an American accent. I couldn't recognize her. I was like, well, I saw a trailer for Daisy Ridley, but I guess it is her. But I've never heard of the accent. Uh, good job on her because I didn't recognize. Her. I don't recognize the male character. Um, I know it's a famous actor, but I didn't recognize it. But I recognize Willem Dafoe easily. Uh, <laughs> oh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> no. I saw <laughs> exactly. who it is. Like, you know how remember. much oh. I sacrificed? Oh, it's uh, James McAvoy. What was it? I don't... Oh, yeah, even, I didn't even recognize him. I did not even recognize him because it doesn't sound like him, even like American James McAvoy. So kudos to them because, like, it allowed me to, like... Like, they're really good at what they do. <laughs> I like, because once they start talking and you learn more about their narrative and what the fuck is going on, because unfortunately, anything I say will give shit away and I don't want to do that. You have to go in this game blind. Look, I won't, I won't look up a hint if you're like legitimately stuck and you want to know. Like, I feel like, not to say there should be a hint system, but I, I don't know. Um, it's, I'm conflicted on that because I, when I figured something out on my own, I was like, oh my God, that's, of course, of course. Uh, right now, I just want to know how to get... I don't necessarily care about getting all the endings. I want to know how to get a ending and then go from there and try to experiment. Um, but I'm really captivated by it. Like, it's it's easily one of the most... It's easily one of the most favorite... One of my favorite games I've played this year. Like, hands down. And I didn't think I would ever say that about a point-and-click adventure game. Um, it's just in, like... And I played this with my earbuds. I normally don't game with my earbuds. I usually just game with the with the, the my speakers on but I wanted to put my earbuds on because it allowed me to and I turned my TV off everything it allowed me to just become immersed like I heard all the footsteps all the cues it just felt like I was in there like I, I was James McAvoy's character and he was just having to voice me like it's just it's so good it's it's so simplistic in its design but it's like it, it gets it gets like that I get those neurons firing when I figure something out um, if you have Game Pass, try it. I would maybe if you're not in the point and click adventures, wait for a sale. Um, but damn, like it's it's amazing. It, it's simple. Is it, like sometimes compl- overcomplicated things aren't great. 
are, aren't the solutions to everything. Sometimes simple is best, and I think this is a prime example. Of it. This is my first experience with an Anna, uh, interactive game, Anna Per Interactive. I apologize if I'm butchering that name. Um, and I've, you know, obviously I, I know about their games, just never tried any of them. So this is my first experience with it. And God, in terms of driven, delivering a narrative experience that I don't even know the end of right now, is is really compelling. Um, God, I just want to go back. I, honestly, I'll probably. I want to play it after we do this, but like I'm, I'm scared that I'm not going to play it till like 1 o'clock in the morning trying to figure this shit out when I got to get up at like 4.30. So that's what I'm worried about. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But like again, it literally ends, I think it ends in 12 minutes real time. I don't know for sure, but like after a while, certain events will always happen. Um, and like in, in the if, if either, either something happens to your character... And time, basically, it's Groundhog's Day. So you're in a time loop. So you eat, and it's just all in the trailers. This is not a spoiler. So either you start from the beginning of when you come home from work, or, um, or some, or, 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 or uh, the, the clock hits past 12 minutes. And it's up to you to figure out to get one ending or another. And it's, I, I, I I'm going to give this, this the, the, the marvelous stamp of approval. Like, seriously, this is, it's gripping stuff. Like, try it out. Look up a guide if you have to, if you just want to know about the narrative. Like, I would say do it, like, like only look, don't look ahead, but, like, look at that specific section. Like, okay, what do I do in this in this scene to advance? Don't necessarily look up the whole thing, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's all I've been playing. Uh, I, I played a little bit more Horizon Zero Dawn, um, and that game is officially gone from, like, I don't know how I feel about it, to I'm loving this game. Um <laughs> Uh, I still, I, again, my, my criticisms still may, still are there from the more emphasis on self versus combat, but I don't want to get into that now. I'm still, lo- I'm loving this game. Like, I'm legit loving this game, and it has me super excited for, to watch, uh, Forbidden West, uh, in it. And fun fact, uh, there's actually a reference to Forbidden West in a side quest that I did. Like, they, they like, there's a character who talks about, like, oh, this person went off to the Forbidden West. So, literally, they name-dropped their fucking their sequel game in their first game in, that came out in 2017. So, I kind of like that. I don't know if they always planned Forbidden West to be this, the title. But, like, I like that they that's in there. I always like finding those connections. It's, it's really cool to me. I think the DLC uh, hints toward more. Have... It's supposed to be tied into it. Probably you're probably right, um, but he had to be like level thirty or something. But like, but like that quest had to have been there from launch yeah. twenty seventeen. Um, so like, I, I just I just love that. Um, and maybe maybe then they took it and then put it into the into the frozen wild stuff. Uh, so I I wanted to play I wanted to play more of that today, but like something just told me to play twelve minutes, and I'm glad. Well, I'm I'll, I miss not playing um, Horizon Zero Dawn today. I'm really glad I played uh, twelve minutes. Uh, so with that, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then when we come back, it's going to talk about the news of the week. We'll be back in a minute, literally. Right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Charge Shot Games Cast. It is time for the news portion, and before you ask, um, yes, we will be talking about Gamescom, but that is our topic of the week. Uh, because there was a lot of news coming out of Gamescom, so that'll be happening last uh, versus like a normal topic that we would have. Because that, otherwise, I would just double link the show, and I personally don't want to do that this week uh, because I, I make the rules here. Okay, so let's kick it off. We do have some news. Uh, I already talked about this briefly, but uh, Akuma is playable in uh, Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, it literally came out, I think, after the podcast that we did last week. 
Um, he's available. Free updates out now. Go play as Akuma. I already talked about him in the newscast. This sucks. Um, so, yeah. Um, after that, though, what do we got next? Um, we have news about the gunk. Um, we got a release date, which is uh, a December release date for uh, has been announced for Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and PC. Um, the gunk, the latest game from SteamWorld creators Image and Form, part of Thunderful, is now set on Xbox console and PC launched this December. Uh, revealed alongside a new gameplay trailer uh, at Xbox Stream and Gamescom. So this is part of the Gamescom news. So Tec- we'll Hold on. Technically, it ca- Xbox had their own presentation during the week of Gamescom. So I put this in here, and then we got like a deluge of Gamescom stuff like the day next day or day after. So... I'm just saying. Uh, Development Unreal Engine 4 Thunder Thunderful explained that the gunk will run at a stable 30 FPS on Xbox One, while it will play at 60 FPS and up to 4K resolution on Xbox Series X and S and PC. Uh, players take on the role of Ronnie, or Rainy, I'm going to say Ronnie, who, along with her partner, uh, Bex, arrive on the pl- alien planet only discovered the titular gunk, which is damaging their new environment. The gunk is also focused on exploration, which reduces players to a number of different biomes, such as a rocky canyon region, a dense jungle, deep subterranean caves. Um, I don't get the pun there, since we couldn't help ourselves. I don't I don't get the pun there. Oh, because SteamWorld Dig is all about caves, I guess. Oh, it's... It's, it's, it's okay. IGN. They're full of themselves. Uh, they thought it was great. Okay. Edward, look at the pun. Look at the reference I made in our IGN article. Mm. Um, either either way, <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming there's a, they have an Edward on the staff or an Ed who, when he's fancy, he calls himself Edward. Mm. Okay, you never Ed, know. if you're nasty. So yeah, the gunk, the gunk. My question is, will it tie largely into the world of the Steam World universe? That's all I. I don't know. About. I feel like it has this to, fun, right? Though. I don't think it does. It'd be nice, but I don't think it has to. Yeah. None of the aesthetics match what we recognize as Steam. No, but World. there's also no 3D Steam World games. Um, but yeah. I agree. Yet this could also be like set far in the future or past or something. Like still related, but you know, not like because um, like the gunk could be like leftover stuff from the technology that Steam World brought, or you know, the po- apocalypse thing. I don't know. But yeah, I think this looks really cool. I think I think I think you're. Sh- I think you're. Oh stretching. yeah, I know I am. Because um, Earth is like destroyed, if you believe SteamWorld heist. Fair, but this is so. Who knows? It's weird. I I kind of hope it's not. I, I would love to do them to do another SteamWorld game, but let's let, let's let, no no. It doesn't have to be a connection. We're just joking. Yeah, on that. yeah. I'm excited for this. I I, I like a, a cool new IP, um, and I didn't want this to get lost with all the other Gamescom news. No word on if it's coming to Game Pass, though, but it looks like it's going to be console exclusive, at least. Console and PC. announce a PlayStation launch. Console and PC? Okay, so it's going to be Xbox console only. So maybe it comes to Game Pass, and maybe I'll check it Probably. out. So, um, Or at least I'll add it to a wishlist and wait for a sale. All right, uh, let's move on. we got some Netflix news. Uh, Netflix's gaming service is not available, but only if you live in Poland or have a VPN. Um we already knew that Netflix is planning to into, uh, branch into gaming and it's taken another step forward. Today, the streaming giant announced that subscribers with an Android device can now try out its gaming service. Unfortunately, this feature only available to current Netflix subscribers that live in Poland. So basically, they're beta testing it. They've um, done this before. They like beta testing in Poland. It's weird. I don't know. That's weird. Maybe, 
they probably like there's probably know, the maybe they have a Polish. God damn it! No, no. <laughs> moving on. As noted in a recent Twitter thread, Netflix announces two games available right now in its game library: Stranger Things the game and Stranger Things Three the game. <laughs> Another love for season two, this, I guess. What is this? The Budokai HD collection. Season two didn't have a game. Here? No, two is great. I though. think Se- Stranger um, Things the game is season one and two together. I think. Oh, you're probably right. Boss, I I could see that. It's just weird to call it Stranger. It's just weird. Yeah. Um, both games it's are available only on. Both games are only available on Android devices, but seemingly installed and played within the Netflix app. Uh, users can expect no ads or in-app purchases when trying out the new feature. And Netflix reaffirmed that it will not charge an additional fee. They'll just raise our uh, the, net, the 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 monthly subscription plan up later Probably. to a cat, uh, access games and its service. Netflix also notes that the feature is in its very very early days, with more work to be done to refine its gaming service in the coming months. So surprised Netflix announced the first two games to the subscribers can test out are mobile in July ahead of its quarterly earnings. Next confirmed it was focusing on mobile games first. The company also noted that we'd be building on top of its earlier efforts around interactive shows like Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Okay. Uh, the same month Netflix also announced that XEA Facebook executive Mike Verdu was hired as the company's vice president of game development. It's so weird it can't Netflix, just think what you're doing. Stop. Just stop. I mean, they've never stuck like, to what they're doing. Their whole business thing is capitalizing on what other people do. That's how they became Netflix in the first place. They're like, hey, Blockbuster's pretty great. Let's do that. And then they killed Blockbuster. And then they're like, hey, streaming's pretty great. Let's do that. I, and no one t- can compete with them. And then they did original programming. And everyone else is like, hey, that's pretty great. And act- admittedly, a lot of other places have better original programming than... Netflix, but still. Depends on who you ask. Depends on who you ask. I don't know. Most people it's, talk about Amazon Prime's original programming. It's quantity over quality for sure. There just also is some quality oh. in there. Yeah, there's there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of shit on those other streaming apps you don't fucking hear about. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just because people, when people have Netflix. They, you know, everyone has Netflix. Yeah, or at least you know somebody who has Netflix. But this would be neat, like if they oh, can okay. get a good library of games on there. Um, to have just another, you know, another play option, like streaming games, basically, through a subscription you already have. Sure, why not? Alright, I guess. Um, Gearbox, I got some gear, I got some Gearbox news, I guess. Uh, Gearbox sets up Montreal Studio to work on Borderlands and brand new games. Gearbox has announced a new Montreal-based studio that will add 250 jobs to Quebec's technology sector as it works on future Borderlands content and branded games. New studio is being co-led by veterans Sebastian K. Uh, I'm assuming that's pronounced Casey or I probably and Pierre Andre Derry. Uh, the latter spoke about the exciting new opportunity for Gearbox and presently saying, "Building on Gearbox's long history of creative freedom, we are excited to assemble a new yeah yeah, yeah lawyer talk." While details surrounding a new IP from the studio have not yet been confirmed, Gearbox founder, uh, I'm not going to say that man's name, spoke about the the company's desire to add further talent to its existing IPs to the new studio. Uh, The Gearbox Entertainment Company is ambitiously ambitiously looking both internationally and domestically to grow our creative engine and meet the incredible demand our customers have for talent crafted experiences with our intellectual property. Following our successful create experience establishing, the, establishing Gearbox Studio in Quebec, our investment in the studio in Montreal creates exciting new projects. Okay, yeah, Gearbox is opening up a new studio. Um, I don't play Gearbox. I don't play. I refuse to play Gearbox. So yeah, I know you you've made that clear. But a new studio with two hundred and fifty new jobs is never a bad thing. It doesn't matter who's behind it. That's that's my input. 
Fair enough. Sure. Uh, still not getting my money. Tyler, are you, Bernie, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I wasn't sleeping at all. All right, and now we possibly have possibly the most bizarre announcement of this of our news segment, um, which, depending on who you talk to, may be appropriate or not. Um, uh, Fortnite has a basically a. Uh, Celebrating ML, Martin Luther King Jr., uh, Time Studios presents March Through Time in Fortnite. Um, so, uh, Time Studios presents March Through Time, an all-new experience where we celebrate the life and legacy of Nobel Peace Prize recipient Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., developed by the members of the Fortnite creative community. The immersive journey allows you to play as the witness Dr. Martin Luther King's, King's uh, full Eye of a Dream speech. Um... Uh, March Through Time will tell our players, nearly 60 players in the past, to the reimagined Washington, D.C. called DC 63. Develop members of the Fortnite community, uh, creative community this fully immersive experience. Will allow players to witness the civil rights teachings of Dr. Martin Luther King. This experience was built by members Chase Jackman, uh, I'm not going to pronounce those because those are just numbered letters, but they're on the screen if you want to see them. And DC 63 players will travel to the Lincoln Memorial and the United States uh, National Mall, where Dr. King made his iconic I Have a Dream speech. The experience will also feature museum-inspired points of interest and quests you can complete with other players. These quests should bring an important reminder that relates to Dr. King's speech. We have moved forward when we work together. Completing the Dr. King and Civil Rights Movement will unlock a DC-63 spray for your locker. Uh, inspired by the work of Time and their partners, UV Productions, Digital Domain, Valley Studios, and Riot, Riot, March through time would not have been possible without the contributions of the American Family Insurance, the Dussault. Dusable Museum of African American History and the estate of Martin Luther King Jr. So this is with his family's input, or at least the estate. Um, wow. uh, further in depth in reading and educate yourself, family, or friends about the historic struggles of rights, please visit the Times the March website. We also hope this experience will help equip students to have meaningful discussions not only in the classrooms but in their personal lives as well. Um, civil rights is a struggle we still fight for this day and has benefited from the collective efforts of millions of people around the world. We hope through the March Through Time experience inspires the community to promote mutual respect and empathy towards all people, no matter their race, religion, or orientation. So, um, I know some people don't like this. Uh, I think considering the fact that, the t- especially, I can't speak for other public school education systems, but at least the Texas public education school system is pretty much trying to eradicate Martin Luther King's uh, word and teachings um, and, you know, just message of fucking peace. Like, hey, um, you know, like, just r- literally erasing for the history books. I think this is, number one, immensely cool that, like, number one, not everybody can go, is going to be able to go to the Washington Monument and see that historic building and witness and ba- basically stand where history stood. Or, you know, they may not even be able to read about it. And, to, and like, to have access in a free-to-play game like this is cool. The problem is, is that you can wear pretty much any skin you want, and so like you obviously saw photos of like uh, Rick from Rick and Morty, the alien at the monument, and it's just like, and then there's like you can do emotes on, like you can do emote dances on there, like like I feel like that's an oversight, and like either they should patch it or something, like you you can't do emotes there, and you can only maybe wear like a default skin. When you go in there, I feel like that's possible. It's, you know, Epic has the money to do it. Um, I think, like, it just... 
I like it, but I, that, those are the only two problems I have with it. But I do think it's important. I think it's honestly relatively freaking cool. And I wish, I honestly hope this isn't the end of it, that we get other historical teachings through it. Like, you know, like, hey, kids like video games, let's put this in there and, you know, and let, let's 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 show them this. Because, again, unfortunately, the, the state of, uh, at least in America, they may not, they actually may not be learning this depending on the region of the world, they, the region of America they're living in. Yeah, the idea behind this is great. Like, use the thing that's popular and that everyone's already playing to teach them important lessons. The problem is the ones that don't take it seriously, like the ones that don't take school seriously and wouldn't learn this anyway, you know, the places like in the places where it's taught, like Texas's education system is a whole other discussion. But assuming this is already taught in schools and those people aren't paying attention and they're coming home and playing Fortnite... One, they're not going to boot this mode up. It's a separate thing in Fortnite Creative that you have to load in. Two, if they do go, they're going to go to make fun of it. Like, you know, using Batwoman's whip emote and wearing offensive skins while in the exhibit and that kind of thing. And like post on social media like, hey, 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 look at me. Like, it's not the kind of publicity they want for it. But the idea is great. And I applaud them for trying to use the um, the outlet, you know, the popular outlet to raise awareness and educate people on important issues. Um, and maybe even the jokesters will accidentally learn something just by being there, you know? Like, they'll go with jokes in mind and then end up finding that that's kind of neat and they look around and get one piece of knowledge that they didn't have before like let's hope um yeah we can only hope but yeah at the end of the day there's go there's this this kind of thing is always going to be somewhat misguided because it's with hopeful intentions of um of like this is what we want to provide and no one will abuse it and like you said ben like there will always be people that abuse it, and maybe they should lock things down. But it wasn't made with that in mind. Like, this is a community thing that Epic just published. I don't know if they have any control over it. I feel like, I mean, like, technically, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure in the ULA, they Epic probably owns this. It's still their property. They, they absolutely can do it. Um, or at least talk to the creators, the people behind it, and be like, let's let's work this thing out because i feel like even the creators maybe it's just something you don't think about yeah. when you're making because you're focused more on the message of what it means and how important it is versus like it's a design it's a design oversight but i think it would be great if like if parents use this you know because everyone oh, sure. knows parents don't teach their kids anymore it's just you know it's a blank effect um that was a joke by the way uh but I think, like, you know, parents trying to relate to their kids could be like, hey, I'll play Fortnite with you if you go with me to this exhibit inside the game. And, like, you know, use that as kind of a bonding thing of, like, I want to understand you, but you need to understand this. Exactly. And that could be cool, too. Yeah. Good. Absolutely. Good, um, good intention. I, again, I hope... I, <laughs> yeah, good intention. It's just, unfortunately... There's some changes that need to be made to it, but I think that can be fixed. I think it's definitely a fixable solution. Yeah. Yes. 
All right, uh, this is our final bit of news. And Tyler, uh, uh, play this sort of uh, play some like I guess trumpet noises. Let the nitpicks begin. We got our first look at the Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Uh, first picks. Wow, Netflix. Are you talking about Netflix already? Last week they fucking dropped the uh, Cowboy Bebop set picks, and now they're dropping the RE uh, set this picks. This isn't Netflix. So, um, I thought this was Netflix. No, Netflix is doing the show. Um, this is the oh, next is, oh, uh, theatrical movie. My bad. Well, sorry, Netflix. I apologize. Uh, either way, my point still stands. So this is our first look at the reboot. So this is a movie, right? Yes. This is not a TV show. This is a theatrical okay. movie. IGN is okay. As you just look at, at, at uh, let's just talk about the pictures because I don't want to read all this fucking. Well, shit. Well, let, so let me let me let me handle this one since you apparently hadn't read it read it yet. Um, no, because it's a lot of text. Right. I just want to look. At the I just want to explain real quick that this is not a like continuation of the old movies or anything. It's basically just it is an in canon origin story of the Capcom games. Um. So whether that means it's like a retelling of one and two, or it's like a prequel to those explaining like the beginning of the outbreak, I'm not sure. But I mean, based on these pictures, it looks like it's a retelling of one and two. Yeah, I think that's the idea, but then it makes it sound like like origin story of the original Capcom games. That makes it sound like it takes place before them and it's leading into them. I mean, either either that origin is one and two, which are the beginning. Fair, uh, but. I mean, it is based on the first two, but I just, I don't know. It, 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 it's phrased weird. Um, so it features actual game characters this time. Uh, Claire and Chris Redfield, Jill Valentine, Leon Kennedy, Albert Wesker, uh, Barry's in there, um, Lisa Trevor, like a bunch of characters. Um, so... Just kind of quick overview of of this all. They're trying to actually make it look more like the games, be more of a horror movie than a weird sci-fi action thing. Um, and they're also like focusing on making all of the characters like actually accurate to their game counterparts rather than just kind of like you know cosplay. Um, and I I actually really like the casting. We talked about that before. It's a lot of TV actors, oh, yeah, but yeah. I mean they're you know generally cheaper, so it's fine. Um, I mean Resident Evil is a B like is has always been talked about as a B horror movie, exactly done in video games, so like that Don't makes open sense. Open that door. I think they still nailed the look of a lot of them, um, but that's where we're about to get to. So yeah, this is supposed to delve more into the horror side of it all. Um, it says we worked hand in hand with Capcom in this movie to the point that we actually got blueprints from them on the designs of the Spencer Mansion and Raccoon Police Station in order to recreate them as perfectly as we could. We even have the exact artwork up on the mansion walls. Capcom saw it for the first time the other day and was so happy and excited. So they're really trying to be legit here. Um, we've also got like uh, William Birkin, um, played by Neil McDonough, so that's fun. Um, I'm sure he'll be oh, he's exceptionally great. campy. That's the second bo- uh, Capcom boss he's played now. That's that's, yeah. that's really funny. That's hilarious. If I had a nickel for every time Neil McDonough played a Capcom boss, <laughs> I have two nickels. <laughs> it's weird. It's only happened twice. <laughs> it's happened twice already. Like he's he's just got that good like you know campy video game quality to him. Um, but yeah, it comes out November 24th, so not too far away actually. 
Uh, and theaters only. If it comes weirdly. out November 24th. I feel like this one, that's a mistake. This is one that should go streaming and theaters. No movie is doing streaming now. Like, Shang-Chi is not doing it. I know. Like, they're all just like, nope, movie only. Only one is, do- okay, only one's doing is HBO Max. Right. X, and then, of course, then you have uh, the Dune director throwing a fit over his movie being on uh, streaming. So. Hattie Jenkins did, too. Fuck y'all. Just get over it. People are, like, it's, 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 any other time we wouldn't be having this discussion. Right. But, like, get over it's it. It's not a big deal. Uh, you're going like, to get your money. They, it's ridiculous. Um, Prima Donna's, anyways. But yeah, so now we can talk about the pictures. Oof. I really need to see a trailer because these, like, I, I think I'm not, I'm not saying the movie's bad. I'm not going to say anything like that. I just think these pictures are not that flattering. Fair. Um, I really don't like. I think the setting, okay, the Spencer Mansion, because like you only get like close-up shots and stuff like that. I think Lisa Trevor is possibly the coolest thing. It legit looks terrible. She looks terrifying. It's gross. Um, very, very much. The hair coming out of the eye hole. Yeah, it's 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 really great. I think that part's great. I just think that, uh, and this is most like I just think like Jill. I I think the character. I think the actress who's playing Claire. I think she looks great, minus the fact that she doesn't have ponytail. But that's a nitpick. But then I look at Leon. I think Leon's, Leon's perfect. Not not casting wise. I'm talking about costume wise. Oh, he looks like he's a mall cop. He like really the badge is. looks the, fake. The costume looks a little. Everything cheap. just. It just, it does, yeah, I'm sure the actor's fine. Again, I'm not judging for the costume, I'm judging it from the, like, how they present the pictures. It, I'm not gonna say it looks like cosplay, because that would be mean. Um, despite that, must, oh, like, this, this looks better than cosplay. Like, shut up. Um, it, it, like, it just, again, I'm pretty sure in motion it's gonna look fine, and you're not gonna pay attention to it much. But looking at it as right now, God, it looks like he went to Spirit Halloween. (laughs) It just does. Like he came it back does. from a, a kinky stripper class. <laughs> Not even that. That's too mean. But just, just spirit Halloween. You know. Um, as for the other images, uh, we only got what three pictures, yeah. right? Yeah, um, but it pretty much shows everyone. So the other one, yeah. So we get Jill, who's in the middle, and um, again, the, just nitpicking. It just doesn't look like Jill Valentine to me. Just like nothing, no nothing special sticks out about the star. Like Chris looks like Chris. Like Chris, like yeah, Robbie Bell is great. great shirt. Yeah. Uh, What's your uh, again? Not, not shades, which kind of tricks me. He's again. I'm not talking about the casting. I know the casting is going to be he's great. He's not like I'm evil Wesker yet, though, is he? No, he always Wesker. Had the shade. Oh, fuck you, fucking yeah. Wesker had the shade in the first game. Wesker was fucking evil the fucking first time you saw his ass. But also, like you're um, going around. He, Inside, like a dimly lit mansion, holding a gun. Like, why would you have sunglasses on? Because, because he's, he's a badass. Good, exactly. I'm just like I don't mind, like for practicality reasons. I'm sure he will wear them um, at some point, but not while actively like surveying a building. I don't like how they like. I feel like like why does I feel like like at least like, like maybe she has it and it's just on this picture. But like I feel like okay, we're this is the first time we're presenting these pictures. Why doesn't Jill have her 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 beret? Like that's like synonymous with her outfit. Like nothing about Jill's outfit. Chris's outfit is almost identical to what mm-hmm. he wore in RE One. Jill's outfit does not say anything about her RE One. Granted, Jill's outfit is a lot more outlandish than Chris's when you compare the two. But if you were to talk about being faithful, put that in there. Like, 
even if she had like blue sleeves, like there should be some blue in there. It looks like she's just wearing again. It's hard to tell based on the lighting, and this is why I say these pictures aren't that great because the lighting doesn't really show off anything. Yeah, um, you can see Barry fucking blends in the background. I didn't even notice it was there until now. <laughs> yeah, literally blends in the background. Um, Wesker looks all right. He looks like Wesker as long as he acts fine and they keep. I mean, he's not super campy until uh, Cove Veronica, but I'm sure he'll be fine. Um, you know, like obviously, I don't think they were gonna do like the, the weird hair. So having him be a short, like almost bald, is is fine or a buzz cut rather. Um, I need this. I would. I want to see Charlie because like, I'm getting Mortal Kombat 2021 vibes for like. Mm. Yeah, everything around it visually, they're they're getting there, but then the story sucks ass. Right, that's. But yeah. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Um, I just have nitpicks on how they like how they what they did to my girl Jill. That's it in terms of the the not the actor, but the costume choice. Jill's definitely a weak. Sad point. when uh, her uh, representation in the Milo Jonovich movies is more faithful than what we're seeing here. Mm. Well, I mean, at least in Resident Evil 2 Nemesis, uh, the movie, she wore the blue tank top, and you recognized that was Jill Valentine. It may not have been the Jill Valentine from the game, but that was a Jill Valentine. Versus here, like, you talk about... And this is more the fact that we're going to be faithful to the game as possible, then, like, we'll explain Jill here. Yeah. That's my question. I would say this because I love Jill Valentine. She's and maybe, like, character. she starts with it, loses it the first fight or something. So it's more of, like, a reference, but she doesn't have it the whole movie. Right. But what I'm, and, and I feel like if you're gonna present these pictures first, yeah. like, this is your first sneak peek at like, these iconic characters. Present the beret, right? I, I totally present agree. The beret. That's what that... these look like they were basically pulled from like a, a trailer, like because they're kind of blurry too, like they're motion shots. Yeah. Um, well, the the Claire and Leon one doesn't look. It looks like it, that was like that's a still image. Yeah. The the one with Albert, <laughs> fucking Albert, Albert. Uh, <laughs> Jill and Chris, that looks like it's a moving mm-hmm. shot that they probably saw and like, well, let's use that. God, Leon just, again, L- Leon looks just so terrible. He just looks, that costume is just awful. It just doesn't like look Matt good. like Matt Mercer on a bad that, I mean, that lighting looks really fake too, though. Um, a lot of times they will do, it's not even- no, they will do costumes that like fit because they do like the costume tests and stuff and they'll do it in certain lighting and then other parts of the movie it just looks worse than, you know, what they intended. Possibly. I do love Claire's jacket. Like, they nailed that part yeah. for sure. Yeah. I don't know. It's um, probably going to so yeah, look and I, feel like a TV show that just happens to be a movie, which is kind of how Mortal Kombat right. was, too. But, I mean, true. That's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just, you know. I just wish it was on streaming because it doesn't seem like something you'd want to see in theaters. Like, I mean, Mr. I fucking saw all the other original Resident Evil movies. So I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I watched them on my um, computer for free. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Listen, the point is, yeah, I know you would see this in theaters. No, um, I never if, saw if any of the Resident Evil movies in theaters. I'm saying you would see this movie in theaters. I would see this movie in theaters. Why Maybe. not? If it wasn't coming out, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, still, I'd be right. more interested. That's what I'm saying. If we weren't in the middle of a pandemic because of anti-vaxxers, yeah, probably I would go see know, it in theaters. But now I'm saying it feels like a movie yeah. that should go to streaming. That's all. Yeah, just just yeah. wait six. We'll just wait two months and it'll be on streaming. Yeah, um, or like wait six months for when it's like five bucks. All right, so okay, so yeah, uh, I apologize for nitpicks, but I just don't like what they. I just don't like the costume. That's the only thing I like. I need a trailer. I need a trailer to. to we see should what be getting doing. one. It's like three um, months out. 
This isn't Spider-Man. Like, yeah. if you don't put out a trailer, people are going to forget you exist. Oh, yeah. Uh, Spider-Man ain't coming out of December, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it is. Um, it comes out of my birthday. Yeah, it is. No, not the way we're going, buddy. Not the way we're going. Shit, Shang-Chi comes out this weekend. Moved. That's because they have no choice. They're locked in. Um, Eternals is going to get moved. I guarantee you everything's going to get moved. Mm. Um, I hope I'm wrong, but I guarantee you. I, Venom's already got moved. Venom got moved um, to next that's year. That's true. So, that's different. Yeah. Is it, though? It's all... Mm-hmm. Is it Is it really? Because Marvel okay. doesn't care. I'm going to... I'll I'll, uh, I'll hold that. Well, it's Sony, first of all, not Marvel. No, I'm saying like the um, Marvel movies aren't going to move. Sony's movies will move. They've already said that... They've... And Spider-Man is considered a Marvel movie because it's got all those, it's got the MCU stuff built in. So you agree with me that Sony, that Sony will probably move this movie. You agree with me? No. Yes. Because it's Spider-Man. I said Spider-Man doesn't count. It's an MCU movie. Uh, I guarantee you Sony will move it. Um, Because they ultimately distribute it, I think. They wouldn't Um, have put the date on the first trailer. Like, that was the first time we got a date for it. Like, that's concrete. I'm just saying they waited this I long. I guarantee you, man. I'm just, I'm just saying the state of the world we're going because people don't want to fucking get vaccinated or put on a damn mask. Bet. Just, just don't hold your hopes out for, for. Uh... I bet. don't want to bet. I don't want it to happen. I'm just saying everything is being moved around. I guarantee you because of how stupid people are, they're gonna fuck it up for all of us. That's what I'm saying. Yep. Bet. If like, I'm not. Why would I bet when I don't want it to happen? Because you're pretty confident. I don't want it to happen. I'm only. Because people are stupid, and there's no signs of, of slowing down that this stupid virus is going to slow down hmm. by December. There's no sign. Bet. I hope I'm wrong. Let's go ahead. We got Gamescom shit to talk about. <laughs> okay, we got a lot of Gamescom shit to yeah. talk about. I didn't even know Gamescom was happening until it was happening. Same. Um, yep. Alright. I mean, we mentioned it briefly last week, but I didn't know like when it started or how big it was going to be or anything. It was just true. I just fucking saw shit. Just announcements just coming right. out. So this is Kurt. I'm reading this off the Radio Times dot com. Um, they kind of broke it down into days into like one sentence things, so that makes it a lot easier to digest. Um, so uh, yeah, um, and they go into like the different showcases. So let's go ahead, get right into it. If you have something you want to talk about, just stop me. Okay, so this all started on August twenty sixth. Uh, and so this was the awesome indies future game show and dying to know um this is game of day three why is this okay whatever why is thursday the 26th no. first all right i'm just gonna go to the list go of this go website. down a little bit wednesday 20 the 25th of august why is that's so weird they would form opening it like night that. live oh it's it's down yeah, and hold on it goes in reverse okay go down to the bottom that's, xbox stream day right, one going down to the bottom okay okay here we go that's so weird you put this um, in here I guess, but it whatever. Um, okay, I guess we're not going to talk about the Destiny stuff. I'll leave the voice of the Vanguard guys to talk about that. Yeah, stuff. they've got it. Um, all right, so Xbox had a Gamescom thing on day one. Uh, Microsoft was uh, second after the de- after Destiny, uh, and final company to take the virtual stage on the first day of Gamescom 2021. Uh, so this is what they announced. Xbox Cloud Gaming is coming to Xbox consoles in holiday season at the end of 2021, allowing you to jump into new games on your console without any downloads. That's cool. So you're going to be able to stream games if you have Xbox Game uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. 
Uh, Forza Horizon 5 showed a cover revealing trailer, 8 minutes of gameplay of and footage, and a very colorful custom Xbox controller. I did see that controller. It was actually pretty cool. Um, and, of course, they showed a like a sort of sizzle reel uh, of, of a trailer of, of games coming to... Uh, of humble game titles that will come to Xbox Game Pass within the day of release. Um, and it's kind of hard to go through all of them. I'm kind of skimming through the trailer right now, but your typical indie stuff. Uh, Flynn of the Crimson... Son, Flynn, Son of Crimson is the one that I want to play the most. I've uh, had that on my Steam wish list forever, waiting for a release date. Yeah. Uh, this other game, Signalis, looks really, really cool. Uh, like a... I don't even know how to describe it. It's like... It's not 2D, but... It's it looks cool. Um, there's this other game looks unsighted that looks pretty cool. Um, uh, Chinatown Detective Agency, which looks like a old school point and click adventure game. Um, yeah, all these all these games look really really cool. There's a couple more in in here that I haven't talked about, um, but go check out this trailer. Uh, Humble Games, um, all coming to Xbox Game Pass. So I'm definitely gonna try out some of these when they come out. Yeah, me too. All right. Um, we saw a real trailer for Into the Pit, one of the humble game titles, and an eldritch horror experience across multiple gory dungeons. Um, CFDs is getting a Borderlands-inspired mayhem ship. You can unlock it through gameplay between August twenty-fourth and September seventh. Uh, and of course, they showed off Psychonauts two, which is out. And Thomas has told me I should, I would like Psychonauts two, even though I'd never played Psychonauts one. I downloaded um, it the other day to play, and it took too long to download, so I didn't end up having time. But I definitely want to check it out before next week. Yeah, he told me it recaps the first game, so I'm like, because I kind of don't want to play the first game because I feel like how archaic it might be. It's a little rough, but so I don't know. Maybe I'll just play this one um, since it's on Game Pass. Uh, an Age of Empire developer interview used real-life footage to show off some of the sling-based trebuchet catapult mechanics. I did pronounce trebuchet right. You did. Um, yeah. Cult of the Holy Detention DLC for Wasteland 3 got a trailer and a release date, which is the 5th of October of this year. Uh, and, of course, we they did they showed off the trailer for The Gunk, which you talked a little about earlier. Uh, a deep game, uh, deep dive gameplay video was revealed on Dying Light 2, Staying Human. I forgot they're doing a Dying Light 2, like a legit sequel. Same. Um. Uh, we saw the. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, we saw the sword heavy uh, reveal trailer for Stray Blade um, from Point Blank Games, um, which is a very very short trailer. It actually, looks it looks really cool. I think um, a little blind at points from from the design standpoint. But it looks like a mobile game. Aesthetic going forward. I don't. I want to be that mean, but I think it looks fine. Um, just like the style, uh, not so much like it looks bad or anything, just the graphical style looks like something that you'd see in a mobile game. I just think it's like probably rough Unity early start. I think it's just Unity. A lot of Unity games can have that effect if they're not. Um, the next gen Xbox adaptation of Crusaders King, Crusader Kings 3 got a trailer. Um, lots of reveals from Microsoft Flight Simulator on Xbox. The game will update soon with new satellite imagery for Germany, Switzerland, Austria. New aircraft called Local Legends are also being added. Reno Air Race content is coming in Auto 2021. Plus, Top Gun Maverick DLC is coming alongside the film, but it's firmly under wraps for now. So the cool thing about the Microsoft top- Flight Simulator stuff is they're actually adding in like co-op dogfights. So like it's getting a multiplayer mode, basically. And that sounds super fun. Yes. Yeah, that's, I haven't tried Microsoft's uh, Flight Simulator, but... Uh, um, I've got a friend that's super know, into like, it, so I told him, like, maybe we could try the co-op stuff since I've got it on Game Pass. 
All right, now we're going to win anytime. Okay. Go see I go see uh, Top Gun if you haven't seen it. AKA a lot of dudes a lot of people's in the 80s gay awakening for because of the volleyball scene. Um yeah. all right. And now it's time on the moving on to day two, which was Wednesday, August 25th, opening night live. Um, so opening night began with a real trailer for Saints Row and gave us some gameplay footage confirming a February 22nd release date. So I believe this is not a titled number Saints Row. It's, it, I think they pretty much said it's a, it's a reboot. reboot of the series. It's a reboot, considering... Yeah, because how do you right. follow up something as batshit crazy as Saints Row 4? You don't even bother because people didn't like it. True. I I I remember hearing people liking disliking three a lot more than four. No. Um, and then we get a trailer for UFL, or I guess it's Ultimate Football League, which is you know soccer. So if you're into that, cool. And considering this is in Germany, where football is a world game, cool. Um, a new Marvel game was unveiled, and I was freaking about this in the Discord. Wins Marvel, um, baby. Marvel, no, baby. don't. No, no. Uh, when's Marvel is only for when we actually get Marvel. This is just Marvel. A uh, new Marvel game was unveiled. Wolverine, Doctor Strange, and many more heroes popped up in a real trailer for Marvel's Midnight Suns, a tactical RPG coming from 2K March of next year. I was, I was like, what is this? Because I saw it showing on Twitter, and I was like, is this a new Avengers expansion? Because I have been out of the <laughs> loop. I don't even remember us discussing the rumors of this back in E3. And when it showed that it was 2K, I'm like, yes, it's not an Avengers fucking thing. Because I thought they put Wolverine in Avengers. I was like, oh, shit, that's how Doctor Strange looks. Um, and I was like, don't make me fucking play Avengers. And they not. It's going to be this other game, which no gameplay, but a very stylish as hell cinematic trailer. It looks real cool. Like, Yeah, it does. The, the fact that uh, Ubisoft did so well with Mario versus Rabbids, Mario and Rabbids, like, that idea of, you know, adapting other characters to kind of an XCOM-style game. Like, obviously with its own flair and things like that. It's not totally an XCOM clone. And then right. this being made, like, with Marvel Heroes, like, literally by the XCOM team. Like, it it makes me hopeful that it'll be That good. means you're going to be able to lunge through Wolverine's claws, have a 99% hit chance, and you're going to miss. Probably. Because that's fucking XCOM. They also said there's basically like there's no technical like romance system in the game but there's a best friend system so you can still like talk to the uh, the other heroes and stuff during the downtime between missions and like uh, you get new skills and stuff depending on your friendship with them. Um, so you can't romance them, but you can spend time with them so and get a bond. So you're saying that I can't romance Captain America? He's gonna only friend zone. Yes. Me? But, like, you won't even know that he friendzoned you. Like, he's going to be so nice about it. That's true. Um, but, yeah, and then I guess also, like, your playable character is a customizable hero um, yeah, called The Hunter. An OC. And you make them look however you want, but and then I think give them your own their own skill set and stuff, but they're always called, like, The Hunter in the game. Is there yeah. any relation to Craven the Hunter? Probably not. I mean, that's up to you. Maybe, maybe he'll be in. Yeah, you, you, that's your head cannon. Yeah. Uh, maybe he'll be in the in the first wave of DLC characters. It looks cool. Um, I think the, some of the heroes they shot off um, was Iron Man's going to be in it. Blade's going to be in it. Um, Doctor Strange, as I mentioned, Captain America, uh, Ghost Rider, the Mexican Ghost Rider. Um, God, I love that Ghost Rider design. It's really good. Um, 
and uh, I there were a few I didn't recognize. Um, one of them I think yeah. is one of the uh, Runaways with the staff. I Captain Marvel's in it. Um, uh, it definitely I, seems more co- related... like more of the cosmic and magical end of things. Yeah. Um, was that the Iron Cut Iron Man's armor looks really cool? Yeah, it's like glowy um, and stuff. Was that like Elsa Bloodstone or something in there? Uh, I thought the main character in the middle was Elsa Bloodstone. I did too. At Elsa first. Bloodstone has like two, but that's the main character. Yeah. So I don't think Elsa Bloodstone is in this. And the only reason y'all even know who Elsa Bloodstone is because she was in Ultra Ultimate Alliance three. So uh, I'm just saying I didn't know who she was because she doesn't appear in comics that much. I think she's in a um, uh, Ultimate Alliance game or something too. She she was in three. She was not in the first two. Yeah, she was. Not not Marvel vs. Capcom Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, she was. She was not in the first two games. She was in the third. Oh, one. okay. Then yeah, that's where I know her from. Yeah. All right. So yeah, it's 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 a really cool trailer. Um, no gameplay. I'm curious as to how it's going to look gameplay wise, uh, especially considering um, Marvel. But mm-hmm. we'll we'll have to we'll have to see. Um, let's go 2K. Shout out, uh, shout out to you, Lo. Um, and my boy. Uh, let's see what else we got here. So that was possibly the biggest news on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and, uh, we officially got a release date for Horizon Forbidden West. It is releasing February 18th, 2022. Um, so yeah, unfortunately we never, they never confirmed for holiday of this year. And I think a lot of us thought it might, but they never, they said they're shooting for holiday. So it looks like, and they said it is coming out both PS4 and PS5 on February 18th, 2022. So let's see how that goes. Uh, I'm really curious how the PS4 version will not nuke your system on launch just because of how, int- or at least base PS4. PS4 Pros, you're probably going to be, you, you you might be okay. You might get some third degree burns. Um, <laughs> uh, Far Cry 6 got a new trailer focusing on Giancarlo Esposito's character. I, 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 I'm pretty sure there's still been no gameplay of this game. It's all story trailers. I mean, it's far, it's, it's Far Cry. I doubt they're going to change the formula up that much. I know, it's just weird. Like, everything they've shown is story stuff, and how good, like, I mean, honestly, not even that good, but all they're focusing on is, like, how the, like, the character models look, and... Look at these graphics. Right. But, like, what is the game? Like, what... <laughs> I mean, like, we know, I mean, like, I feel like, like, I, I, I would love to see what, like, I think it's in Cuba, right? Yeah. Um... I would love to see like how they adapt Cuba, but you are right about that. But at the same time, I know what to expect from a Far Cry game. It's just a matter of how it's incorporated into the world of of Cuba, into the island itself. But like, I, I, they I, they already know what they're gonna do. I'm sure we'll get like some kind of gameplay trailer like a, like a month before launch or something. Sure, isn't that coming out next month? Something like that. It's coming out soon. I feel like it should have been out by now. Uh, but the pandemic happened. Um, yeah. All right, Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. I thought this was out already. Uh, got a new trailer and reaffirmed its spring 2022 release date. This is still not out yet. Um, I think it also got like, delayed or something. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, ah, okay. So yeah, I'm excited for it. I'll buy it uh, when it comes yeah, out. I'll get it either, too. Oh, Either that or wait, because like Lego games go on sale stupid fast, or not. Yeah, like, they do, and they become super cheap mm-hmm. when that happens. It'll be neat though, because like the Lego Star Wars games were like the first ones that Lego did, I think. So like yeah. having that completely redone with like the modern sensibilities, I think it'd be cool to compare. 
for long time fans. Plus the voice acting from the movie. Plus the voice acting for the movies will help. Too. Right. Uh, it's not one to one were... though. There, there are new voices I noticed in the trailer. Mm. Well, yeah, one of them, one of the, like Princess Leia is not here with us anymore. So right. Um, so or Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, well, I think like for a while they were the just movie. using movie lines, and now they've started doing like right. unique voice acting and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's new actors. They're just uh, redubbing classic lines. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and Microsoft dropped a surprise new trailer for Halo Infinite and confirmed it is releasing December 8th, 2021. Whether it's ready or Plus, not. There will be a, yeah, exactly. Plus, there will be a limited edition Halo Infinite version of Xbox Series X console and Xbox Elite Wireless controller. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean... I, I said they're they're gonna release it without that co-op function, and then mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was we'll see how we'll see how it goes. There was also an interview I think like today or yesterday or something like that that basically said um, we haven't shown the campaign again because like doing those you know kind of campaign gameplay trailers and stuff take a lot of resources from the people just like you know testing the game because they're having to get that footage instead, and so you can't do all the bug testing and everything like that. And they don't want to pull people away from their regular work to make that kind of thing uh, while they're, you know, so focused right now. And that, to me, again, that just screams, like, we're not ready. We're rushing. Like, we don't have time to do literally anything but get the game ready for December 8th. And that's a huge red flag to me. (laughs) Like, if you're not, if you don't have time to show the game... You shouldn't release it. You're not marketing your game at that point. We'll have to see. Uh, Bald move, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got an extended look at Call of Duty Vanguard as Laura Bailey will be stopping, uh, pretty much playing the main character as I believe she's killing Nazis. That's always a good hmm. time. Um, although I don't think a lot of people are hyped for Call of Duty Vanguard, but, you know, that's what everybody says every fucking year, and it sells like gangbusters because we are not the target audience anymore. We haven't been for the longest time. Yeah. Um, Hideo Kojima shared a deep dive video for Death Stranding's director's cut and revealing, like, this feels like it's a brand new fucking game with this director's cut. It looks, it looks dumb fun. Sure. Wow, okay. I'm excited. I didn't play this game. No, I know nothing about it, and, like, I did not look at this, so. Like, like, they, 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 like. They added so much to make it feel like more video gamey on how you traverse. I think I saw like a catapult function. Um, it, it looks really cool. Like I'll probably want to grab this on PC at some point when like when this is out. I'll probably want to try it. Like there's they added so much. It's insane. All right, uh, and then of course here's like a little here's uh, a whole bunch. We got a new trailer for Jurassic World Evolution Two, which is coming out November 9, twenty twenty one. So I tried the first game. Uh, didn't like it because it's it. I I don't like park simulators. I don't think I just think it's too much overload on my brain. But Jeff Goldblum came um, out to talk about it, so I don't. That, uh, yes, that new, uh, Chaos Theory. I hope that new movie doesn't suck. Um, the Jungle Book con- uh, content is coming to Fall Guys, so if you like the Jungle Book, uh, it's gonna be in Fall Guys. So I think that's pretty cool. I saw some of the skins; they look adorable. Pretty random. Uh, uh I, I, hey, get the license where you can, right? Sure. Um. Jumanji the Curse uh, got a new trailer. I didn't even know this was a fucking game. Th- this was um, just this was the announcement. It looks real bad. It looks like bubble trash. It, yeah, I'm, lo- 
Yeah, it looks. <laughs> it looks bad. Like I was interested it because looks... it sounded like it was like the the board game mixed with like an adventure game. So I was like, oh, cool. It's like you're you know you'll roll the die, like you'll stop, you'll land on a spot, and then you'll have to like do a level or something, like a kind of a Mario Mario Party mini game collection type thing. But then they showed like the adventure aspects. And it looks like it's just the same generic screen with different monsters, and you have to, like, pick an item to use against them or something. It's like turn-based combat, it's, basically. It looks, it, looks, it looks rough. Yeah. Um, and next up, we have... You could do a really cool uh, Jumanji game. Like, with that whole... Part of it is just, I, I really want a new Fortune Street. Like, something, you know, in that kind of board game, like, playable board game style. But yeah, you could do something really cool, and they didn't. Sorry. So uh, we got a Genshin Impact is getting technically its first guest character as Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn uh, is coming into Genshin, and she's it's it's a little bizarre. I won't I won't lie. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but I know Genshin fans aren't exactly happy, but uh, I. I don't know what to say. I just, it's such a weird crossover. Um, the art style I, does not really work for her. I mean, that's fine. I mean, like, it, I, I, I think, I think her aesthetic doesn't work with Genshin. I think that's the problem. Right. Versus versus the art style. I think it's just her her overall aesthetic. Period. Uh, it it feels weird. Um, so yeah, uh, September first, unlock Aloy for free. With early access on PS5 and PS4. I like the key art, though. It looks cute. Um, yeah. Genshin always has usually good art. At least it's based on the artists I find on Twitter. Um, and we got a new trailer for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, where, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, yes. And we uh, April O'Neil is officially playable. That was kind of a surprise. Uh, yeah, I think I think they kind of teased it in the first trailer, but we weren't sure. Yeah, um, but that means you're probably getting Casey one, too, April, right? I, I mean, who knows? I mean, I, I hope so. Cool. Um, so I can say my the the best line in all of movies uh, over and over again when I stream this game. But um, April be nice. fucking April be fucking thick. Yeah, not that one. Um, April fucking thick. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and I think they said this game is is not coming out this year. Um, that's fine. I, I think it says it's coming out next year. I think even though this website says it's supposed to be released in 2021, I think I saw it somewhere it says it's supposed to be releasing next year. Um, but who knows? Um, no release date as of this year, at least. So, all right. Uh, Amazon's New World MMO shared a new trailer and revealed this next beta, September 9th, September 12th. I I've heard about this game. I just heard the, about the toxicity of it. That's it. Yeah. All right, and of course we have, uh, I think, two new Tales of games to talk about, uh, which is Tales of Luminara, Lumin, Luminaria, Luminaria, which Luminaria, and which is a, I guess, the first ever Tales of mobile experience, and then Tales of Arise, which is the new um, uh, Tales of game, which is coming out in a few weeks. It, it got a new trailer, and man, this game looks good. It looks fun. It's a pretty drastic departure, uh, like in a good yeah, way. Yeah, this is like, yeah. Uh, I, I I'm curious. This, I've only played one Tales of the game prior to this, but I I don't know if I'll probably buy it day one. But I definitely want to try it out at some point. This has almost like a like a Monster Hunter vibe to it. 
It really does. I don't agree with that part. I just visually, I think it looks, um, I think it looks astounding. Um, I'll probably pick up a Tales game when they come out with Tales of Sonic. Wow. T a i l s though. Probably. I did. I think they did have uh, Lindsay. They actually oh, here's another tidbit. They had Lindsay Sterling come out and perform. I think something from Tales of Arise. So shout outs to her. Nice. Still getting that work in. Yeah. Um. She would. She would. I think she was even in full cosplay. Um. Uh. For one of the characters. So yeah. This. God. This game looks so cool. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a demo out now. So if you want to play it, um, get the Hootly Vacation DLC. What the I hell? will have to find. Um. That. Uh, so yeah, look at the, check out that uh, Tales of Tales of Arise. Um, a few indie smaller indie games and smaller titles got some given some time to shine with trailers for Sifu, Midnight Fight Express, Call of the Lamb, which looks so dumb. I need to play it. <laughs> it looks yeah. so dumb, but I, I I love the concept. Splitgate and of course the everybody's favorite indie title, Super Monkey Ball. Yeah, the, the indie darling of the century, um, um, starring Kiryu Kazuma and Sonic the Hedgehog. At some point, apparently they announced that Morgana is a guest character in... Yeah, Jeff Keighley had to delete a tweet because uh, uh, Jeff misgendered uh, Morgana. Oh, great. Um, um, yeah, I hadn't yeah. seen that, so that's really cool. Yeah, they did. it wasn't anywhere. I was like, the only reason I know about it is because it was a deleted tweet. I'm like, what the fuck? I just saw... I am not a monkey. Or I guess it's in this trailer. like Because they said the next oh. character was going to get announced in Gamescom. But it wasn't like a dedicated trailer. It's just part of the gameplay trailer. Weirdly. Right. Um, uh, and it and looks like the collectibles up. are little treasure chests. So that's kind of cute. It is. And finally, uh, we got a little bit of a sizzle reel. It looks like this is on the pre-show. Uh, for King of Fighters 15, that actually had like its first... Ev- this is for KOF fans. This is the first ever look of the UI, the character select screen. Uh, confirm and of course I think it said thirty nine total fighters so which is about tw- twenty less than the last game had which everybody speculated the opposite that it would have as many if not more characters but it looks yeah. like that's not the case um, I guarantee you probably Colbert had something to do with that but um, they still have I some characters I imagine it's more of a quality over quantity kind of thing because it looks way better than it does in fourteen by a long shot true. Um, a lot of people assume that is because there a lot of the characters are taking war from fourteen, and a lot of their their skeletal stuff is done. It's just improving the graphics, but it looks like that's not the case. It looks like we're going to be st- with thirty nine characters, which for a KOF game, I guess again KOF. The fact that KOF fourteen launched with fifty, I think fifty nine characters is pretty insane. So uh, you're losing twenty characters right there, which is kind of hard. I don't to think swallow. they showed in the Gamescom um, character, but uh, in a separate trailer that they put out for uh, for this trailer here. Uh, they announced that uh, there's going to be pre-order items. Uh, one of them is going to be uh, Terry's Garo Mark of the Wolves costume as yeah. a pre-order bonus, along yes. with Leona's classic uh, King of Fighters '97 costume as well. Yeah. So those who don't know, uh, Terry had the big, the cool bomber jacket in Garo Mark of the Wolves. Um, Garo Mark so of the Wolves, cool. I think. Garo Mark of the Wolves, I think, takes place in the future of KOF. Um, where like uh, Terry's a little bit older. Uh, Keith Howard's Rock, uh, Keith Howard's son, Rock Howard is, like, the main protagonist, so, um, yeah. Uh, cool that they're making knowledge to Gaura. A lot of people love Gaura, Mark of the Wolves. Um, that design is so cool, too. Like, I'm surprised they hadn't brought that back since 11, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's just because, you know, Terry's base outfit is just so fucking iconic. You know, with the, with the, with the shirt, with the ripped shirt and everything, and the hat. 
Um, and of course, the, they they show more trailers for the Dark Pictures Anthology, House of Ashes, Bus Simulator Twenty One, Soundfall, Dolman Nine to Five, and Nobody Saves the World. Um, and I think uh, the, the and this is the last day on Thursday, um, which is pretty much uh, they uh, just not not as nearly as much uh, more Jeff Goldblum stuff for Jurassic World Evolution Two. Um, they showed off more stuff for Life is Strange, True Colors. Um, Jurassic World uh, Aftermath 2 Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl which I believe revealed Cat Dog as a playable character actually you can see their stage uh, is playable you can see their house um, I think there's two um, characters announced yeah I, w- I, w- I was getting to oh, that okay. uh, April O'Neil is also the other character yeah. uh, that they announced for it so so April's far we getting got... a lot of love this April year. won Gamescom like yeah yeah, April, April, and yeah, her in that iconic yellow, yellow jumpsuit. Um, Cat Dog looks really fun to play with the kind of like being able to attack from both sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like their stage. I like. This, I think this game's coming on pretty well, but no, no, no other big reveals. I figured they would have revealed like Ang or Korra at this show, but I guess not. Um, and uh, I believe. Um, Let's see. Uh, they, sh- they there was a Dying Light two gameplay video, so you got to see some of the new stuff. That Blasphemous Wounds of Eventide, which I didn't even know it was a thing, uh, which I guess is D- DLC for the original game Blasphemous, which I beat I think like two months ago. Um, which I haven't had, I actually had a chance to look at. Um, if you want Nightmare Fuel, play Blasphemous. <laughs> You're not going to regret it. Um, uh, yeah, Worlds of Eventide, beautiful animated trailer. Like holy crap. Yeah. Like, Jesus, coming December 9th, this download so the... This with the Hades anime trailer. Uh, Wounds of Eventide, download, and it's free. It's free DLC. And the game's been out for a while, too. Wow. This isn't, like, like you know... I mean, it's kind of, like, this isn't... Obviously, they got the uh, the, the Bloodstained uh, DLC crossover with uh, Miriam. So, like, that's cool that this game is getting support, or, like, getting extra stuff, like, almost, I think, at least two years after launch. Like, that's that's pretty cool. And, it's um, also getting well, um, a sequel. It's getting a sequel. Where does it say that here? It's at the end of the trailer. Is it? Oh, is that what it is? I didn't. I okay. I kind of split over that. Yeah. The, basically, um, the trailer like it goes, it fades away, and then just has Roman numeral two and twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Twenty twenty three. Okay, you said twenty thirteen. I did. Um. I admit when I say things wrong. Because I know I don't say because I'm not wrong. In the world of 2005. We've, we've been over this. I'm infallible. I'm God. Sure. Um, so that's, that's cool. Blasphemous 2. I'm surprised that enough people played this nightmare-inducing game to get a sequel. But It, it hey, kind of has a, a late popularity. I guess more recent. I think that's why it's getting like last minute DLC is because like a lot of the the popularity for it's been in the last year or so. Um, so they're like, hey, we can keep going. That's good. Um, and I'll end it with a trailer with uh, with Oaken, which I'm not too familiar with. It looked like kind of a um, board game strategy RPG type thing. It it didn't. That sounds like eh. yeah. It looks look. It looks very much yeah. Yeah, hexagon. I saw hexagons. I yeah. turned away. Yeah. 
Um, and finally, I think the last trailer that they showed was for a game, uh, beaver, a beaver-based building game called Diluvian Winds. I would not think of calling. I would. I mean, like my Shalaki asked to call it a beaver-based simulator. Twenty-one, uh, twenty twenty-one. And um, a whole bunch of uh, beaver jokes would come out of it. Yeah, but these are I, I number one art style. I I love it. Um, it looks storybook inspired. Um, but it's definitely you know you're building bases. It, it reminds me a little bit of Terraria because of the perspective. Um, looks okay. I would have named it "Damn Beavers" with an exclamation point. See, this is why we can't have nice things. Um. All right. God damn it, Justin. <laughs> So that was Gamescom 2021. We might have there might have been stuff we've missed, but that's that's pretty much it. And again, the link the big in the show notes will the the link in the show notes will take you to all the trailers as you can see, so you can watch them for yourselves. Uh, we went over kind of, we talked over kind of the big ones. So that's gonna do it for tonight's show. Uh, we didn't do a topic because we figured Gamescom would be a huge one and the show would run stupid long. And we're surprisingly okay. running under two hours, so I don't want to keep us too late, anyways. All right, let's go to wrap it up. Let's go to Justin. Please plug your Metroid slash Zelda randomizer emulator iPhone stuff. Not iPhone, Android stuff. Um, I did actually just download a few seeds to play on my phone. Um, so I don't need your sass. Um, you're you're going to get it. But I will report back on it. those next week. For now, you can find me if you look for Zero Score on Twitter or YouTube or Twitch. Uh, I am taking the week off from streaming before coming back next week with some Four Swords Adventure with my friend Chris. Uh, we figured out how to do it online with the Game Boy uh, integration and all that. It's going to be real cool. And then I have my Metroid Other M uh, critique video out on YouTube, and I'm pretty happy with it. Um, it's not perfect. I was rushed a little bit, but I'm I'm happy with the content, not so much the production like I could have, I could have, you know, worked harder. I'm not really selling it. Um, but yeah, go check that out, and I will hopefully have my full thoughts on all of the Metroid games soon. Um, that's why I've been playing them so much, Ben. You're also playing, you know. I'm, I'm just saying, I, I, I struck a chord. I hit, I hit, I hit on target. Okay, so. most of my gaming time is emulation on my phone. I can't help it. I'm. I'm just saying. I don't have time to play new things. I'm just saying. You could take your Switch to work. It doesn't seem like you're bothered. You're being bothered at work that much. Well, (laughs) the reason it's on my phone is because, like, I I can just attach the controller, like, on the other side. But if something happens and I can, you know, take it apart and it's just my phone. Like, it doesn't look suspicious. If I'm carrying my Switch in with me, it's like, oh, yeah, you brought a gaming console to work. Great. (laughs) There's a difference. Fuck the Missouri government or the Mississippi Missouri government. Um, I said it. He can't say it. I can say it though, because I can say I don't work for the Mississippi government. I don't work for the Mississippi. Or I don't Missouri work for the government. Mississippi government either. Fuck the Mississippi government. <laughs> All right. What what government do you work for? What government do you work for? We're not going to talk about that. Missouri. Uh, Tyler. From Missouri. That's plug right. your stuff. You can follow me on Twitter at HeyIt'sThatTie. Check the pinned tweet down below to take you to my YouTube channel, home of Tire Shoes Reviews, where I review old-ass fighting games for your pleasure. Also, go to Zero Score to watch Justin's uh, video review on uh, Metroid uh, Other M. Uh, I'm going to sell it better than he ever did. Oh, that was it? 
All there right. I did it. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was better, <laughs> but like I kind of I thought thought you try a little harder. So I lived up to my word. Yeah. Barely. <laughs> and you can follow me at twitter.com slash marvelousiki for all things related to the marvelous one. Uh, I stream four times a week still. The uh, co-op run on Thursdays with Justin is over. Uh, so those days will be... I will not be streaming on those days anymore. I will now am streaming with Thomas Saturdays at Twitch.tv. So I'm streaming Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. So I am a madman. Um, I am... And we love you for it. I am a madman for doing this. And technically here on Mondays. And technically here on Mondays. So technically I'm streaming five weeks. But I'm not doing the heavy lifting, so I don't like to count it because it would be dishonest. You're still the host. Um... Yes, I am, and I'm very tired. Uh, <laughs> but all those days at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, uh, Thomas and I will probably be doing the Ascent for the foreseeable future, and maybe we'll switch off with other co-op games. Or if Thomas is not available, I will just play something random. Uh, but Sundays, are uh, Mass Effect is officially back. Uh, we started ME2, and I'm proud to announce my dumbass actually fixed the resolution problem. Because if you watched my streams before, you noticed there was always two black bars. I didn't realize I had the, the, the output settings to a weird setting, so now it's full 720, so now it's full screen beauty, so my stream looks that much more authentic. I'm becoming legit, okay? I'm becoming somewhat legit, and I have to be somewhat presentable. I think my streams look okay. Um, FPS hype! Yes, yes. Uh, and of course, Tuesdays are Sonic Adventure, uh, but that's coming to an end, and then we're going to start Transformers War for Cybertron. Get hyped. I'm so fucking hyped to do that fucking... That fucking one game shall stand, and a, one shall fall. Uh, and uh, Wednesdays, with the exception of this coming Wednesday, because I will be, I will not be streaming as because of uh, a day off Twitch, or uh, uh, so I will, be, I will be supporting other streamers in that sense by not streaming that Wednesday. But normally Wednesdays are uh, grinding nights, which has, I won't, I cannot tell you how uh, how fun and how emotionally giving it is to play the game that brought me into the uh, loving JRPGs and to having people experience it with me and then love it. Maybe not, I don't, okay, maybe not love it, but have fun with me as I'm playing it. Uh, even to possibly last week was a really emotional one to get through. Um, uh, so yeah, and like, yeah, four times a week. Lord help me! Look, look. If I could do this, if I could do this full time, Twitch full time, I would do it. I would stream fucking fucking five times a week, six times a week, hands down. Seven times because of this show, and I would do it lovingly. But we're not, we're not there yet. We're a long way from there, but maybe, maybe One step closer to the dream. Exactly. Um, all that at twitch.tv slash iggy two eight one four, and of course, go to chartshot.com for all the content you're listening, including this very show, where you get Chartshot Gamescast. Atomic Shot and Cinema Shot. You get all those shows right on there. And, of course, remember, we have three different feeds you can subscribe to so you can pick and choose what you want. And, of course, the Chart Shot Slam Alongs that me and Thomas do are officially back. Uh, last week, we did Starcade 1987, which will be going live before this is up so you can watch that, which was a surprisingly much more enjoyable show than we care, than we thought it would be. And this week, we don't know what it's going to be yet, but it's going to be some fun because it's going to be a game regardless. Uh, and I th- to do it, ladies and gentlemen. I thought you said slime alongs, and it made me want yeah, to do I like a Nickelodeon rewatch show. <laughs> you, I know you have hearing problems, so I'm just gonna let it go at that point. Wow. I said slam. I mean, Tyler is yeah, I heard my, Tyler thought the same thing, and he doesn't have hearing problems. You ableist. This is, this is a cons- conspiracy against the brown man. This has been the Charge Shot Games Cast. Until next time, guys. 
Clean out your ears with some earwax and stay charged. Have a good night, everybody. You don't clean out your ears with ear... What?